You're listening to the Saturday Morning with Jack Tame podcast from News Talk ZB. Jack Tame. And time to catch up with our sustainability commentator, Kate Hall. Um, kia ora, Kate. Good morning. Morning. Hey, Jack. Hey, we're talking about composting this morning. Um, and I don't know about you, but I have had a worm bin at my place for some time now. So I'm, I'm a big fan of um, composting. But there are all sorts of different forms of composting that people are taking on at the moment. So we thought we might start off there by talking through some of the different forms. Um, shall we begin with Bakashi? Yes. Yeah, so you're so right. I think people say compost and they kind of use that as a general term. Yeah to describe how people deal with their organic waste, which is a great thing to do, but there are so many types. And bakashi is a good one. Have you ever bakashi No, I haven't no? bakashi I've got friends who are big bakashi-ers. Nice. I <laughs> wonder if these actual bikashi? words. Yeah, I know. I, okay, I'm almost sure it's not. Um, Sounds good. But yeah, no, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of had a bit of a renaissance in the last couple of years, I reckon, eh? Yeah, yeah, it definitely has. Yeah. And a bakashi, I think it's a system, it's especially good for people who uh, eat a lot of citrus foods. It's great around this time of year because a lot of us have a lot of, you know, lemon peels and uh, juicing all sorts of citrus things. It can also take like meat and dairy products. Yeah. So a bakashi, rather than worms and microorganisms in a, in a classic compost doing the work, it's a fermentation system. So it's Basically, if you imagine a bucket, my bakashi is made of two buckets, Right. one inside the other, and the one that's inside has some holes in the bottom because there's a whole lot of water that collects and that uh, bakashi juice right. is so, like, it's amazing on your plants. People use it to clean drains, too. Oh. Um, Do they really? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Clean, clean out your shower drain. Uh, anyway, what's inside that middle bucket? Yeah. Essentially layers of food. So it's an anaerobic process, so you always shut the right. lid and make sure there's um, no oxygen in there. So you're, you're layering your food. I, I push it down with kind of a um, potato masher, and yeah. you push it down as much as possible. You sprinkle in some bakashi zing, which is some great little microbes that can help speed along the process. And you keep doing that layer by layer, always putting that lid on so it's sealed. And then after that bucket is fully filled, uh, I leave it for a few weeks. And then I turn that either into my compost oh. or into like under the soil. So it ferments it. So things like bones and, you know, that really tough stuff yeah. that you kind of don't like worms don't love. You know, any kind of meat products or hard no. things, they don't love high concentration of citrus. So Bikashi is, yeah, it's an awesome and really simple. You can just get two buckets, you know, and yeah, drill some holes it. in the bottom. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Okay, um, so that's Bikashi. Tell us about yep. cold compost. So a cold compost is your classic compost, right? Uh, as opposed to a hot compost, which we can chat about next, but... Your cold compost, uh, there's lots of worms, lots of, I think people people believe, you know, it's microorganisms or just worms breaking down uh, your organic matter, but there's all sorts. I, I actually am a compost geek. You may have yeah. picked up on this in our last conversation, yeah, yeah. but th- when you look inside your compost, there's all sorts of different species. Yeah. You know, sometimes I can see up to 20 different types of things, and they're all doing their thing to break down your organic matter in quite a slow way. So it's called a cold compost because it doesn't really get up to those temperatures. Like a hot compost may get up to, you know, 60 to 70 degrees. Right. And you're always adding to it, right? You're adding to it, you're turning it, and it's just kind of an ongoing ongoing system that's relatively slow. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And how does that differ from a hot compost? 
So hot compost is something you kind of, you build. When you make one, it feels almost like you're making a recipe uh, and then you leave it. So for example, our hot compost, which produced amazing soil, we got coffee grounds from a local cafe. We got some horse poo from a friend's of a friend's farm and we mixed them all together and put in you know, a whole lot of lawn clippings that we yeah. mulched, a whole lot of really tough branches, all sorts. Mixed all together, put it in one hot compost we covered with sacks, and we le- left that for six months. So that, like I, I again, a bit of a nerd got borrowed a little temperature yeah. gauge, put yeah, it in yeah, the yeah. middle, and I got up to 65 degrees. Wow. Like steam coming off it. That's amazing. It's, yeah, it's yeah. It's incredible. And I, that's amazing, especially when... I know it costs quite a bit of money to put your green waste out Mm. and get that pick up. So to be able to process your own lawn, you know, your lawn things, your branch, you know, if you do a big, I don't know, trim of the hedge and things like that, you can do it on your own property and create soil so you don't have to buy it. You know, it's, it's, yeah, such an amazing process. So the Kashi, hot compost, cold compost, and then obviously worm farms, which um, take much less in terms of um, worms are a little bit pickier, you know, with little, what they yeah, eat. Yeah, they are. You anyway. can't put your citrus and your and your acidic stuff in there and your dairy and meat, eh? Yeah, you can. Uh, to be honest, I know some people who do, yeah. you know, but they really, like for me, uh, because I have all the different systems, I have the luxury of, <laughs> of choosing. Yeah. But, but I think, and some people are, you know, worm farm purists. Yeah, right. <laughs> keep it really clear. But I think when you are conscious about what you're putting in, so for example, you know, in a worm farm and a cold compost, you're making sure you're not just putting in heaps of um, green stuff. There's yeah. greens and browns, you know, wet and dry. If you're really conscious of that, you can often get away with putting more, um, I don't know, risky stuff in, you know, with actually, yeah, right. if you have the balances right, uh, then, you know, you can put some more, um, you know, citrus in your cold compost and things like that. But uh, there's, I think, you know, a few years ago, people only really talked about compost. I think you're right, because she's, uh, you know, coming back in yeah. into style, I guess. And I think that's also because people live in apartment spaces a lot now. They have smaller you know, there's not much room to have a big compost bin or a hot compost. So Bikashi and worm farms are really great, like, small systems that are contained and means you can process your organic matter uh, in a small space. Yeah, that's where I started. So I, because I, I, I just had a little balcony in my apartment and so I, I yeah. set up a, um, a worm farm and it was, I mean, it was great. But now I, I have the same worm farm and, um, I mean, it's it's still thriving, but it's become a real activity in our house. So I can Brilliant. take the six year old down, and he's you know he's always saying, "Oh, can we go and feed the worms? Can we go and feed the worms?" And yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's become quite an activity. Oh, I don't know about you as well. Um, I've just had a green bin delivered. Yes, so, okay. So in Auckland, I think, and yep. I know that uh, it kind of differs around the country. So different regions yeah. have different um, services, but in Auckland, they're now allowing you to. Uh, you know, they've got green bins so you can put out your yep. food waste and they're going to go and um, deal with that. I don't know exactly how they're going to deal with it. Do you have any idea? Well, often, uh, I mean, again, it depends on where you are kind yeah. of situated on where exactly it goes. Um, but generally, yes, those little green bins are awesome, especially if people don't have you know their own kind of solution set up. Often it goes to a commercial composting site. So basically all the processes... I've mentioned that that happen are happening on a larger industrial scale, right? And so there's really measured, contained, 
you know, level, right levels of oxygen, nitrogen, all those things, um, you know, on a really controlled yeah. industrial scale. So that's often, you know, when you see something or even um, you often see uh, home compostable or yeah. commercially compostable as a label, you can, yeah, often see those different differences. A lot of things can only break down in a commercial compost because of, you know, the fact that it is a much more structured, you know, proper yeah, system yeah. rather than you kind of, yeah, experimenting it must be with huge. something. A commercial compost must be massive. They are huge. They are huge. And there's lots of discussion around, you know, should, should we be relying on these commercial yeah. composts or should we have more localized, you know, community focused, just kind of where, you know, <laughs> I kind of like is I think having local smaller spots, you know, in each place right. that feeds the community yeah, garden yeah. will be awesome. But there are, there's all sorts of solutions. I think it's just brilliant that we do have, you know, bins being dropped around. People are thinking more about separating their organic waste. Just any any organic matter that isn't going to landfill <laughs> mm. is is a brilliant, brilliant step. Oh, so well said. Hey, thank you. Have a great weekend, Kate. So good to chat, as always. That is Kate Hall. She is our sustainability commentator, and you can find her on the different social media platforms by searching Ethically Kate. For more from Saturday Morning with Jack Tame, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9am Saturday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.